0: welcome to the sports marketing huddle a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports i'm your host rob cressy founder of bacon sports media and joining me marketing manager complex media Bethana sala super excited to have you on the show
1: so excited to be here thanks for having me
0: and this is version 2.0 so (laughs) a few weeks ago we initially had an entire podcast recorded only for skype to say you know what we don't want that to happen we had technical difficulties so we are back and ready to have a blast and to get this party started uh give a quick overview on what you do
1: So I am the marketing manager at Complex Network. So basically I am tasked with marketing and building brand awareness for all of the original content that Complex is producing. Uh, We used to be known as this like really cool and hit magazine, but now we have turned into this digital network and we are creating daily, weekly, monthly video content uh, in the form of original series. And so my job is basically putting all of them out there into the world and marketing them.
0: I love it. I'm a big fan of complex and what you guys do, which is why I'm so excited about this conversation. And one thing that I want to start with is in a previous conversation, you said, man, how do I get people to care for five minutes when, if you look at the majority of the industry, it's, Hey, how can we get someone to care for 10 seconds with Snapchat or Instagram? And when you're creating these original branded videos, we're saying, you know, we want to get five minutes of attention. So take me into your mindset of that.
1: Yeah. So we're still figuring it out. So if you figure something out, then definitely let me know. But basically what it all comes down to is making really good content and making content that has a... that is engaging and has a decent shelf life. So some stories like news stories, you know, they'll, they'll come and they'll go really quickly, but how do you create lasting pieces of content that are a little bit more evergreen in nature and, and compel people to want to come back to them? So, Um, that's kind of the, the process that we go into when we're thinking about all of our shows and the way that we market them. How do we show them to our audience in a way that doesn't make them think that they have to watch it immediately or else they miss out on some type of wave, but how do we kind of create this movement that keeps people wanting to come back for more? Um, so for us, it's more than just getting people to tune in for five minutes on any one specific thing. It's how do I get these people wanting to come back for more?
0: So I know that you guys are obviously in a very unique situation because uh, there's an element of your content, which is very highly entertaining with Mm -hmm. you guys running, running a network there, but let's speak to just brands out there. And I feel like one area in which they fail at is compelling people to come back again. Mm -hmm. That much of what, what content in social media marketing is, is thought of as a megaphone for promotion instead of this thing where we're gonna put the customer first, we're gonna create compelling, engaging content, just like you said, but I find that that is the exception, not the rule when it comes to traditional brand advertising, And, and why is that?
1: I think it's because brands are chasing this uh, really weird esoteric idea of cool where, you know, they, they're chasing these supreme hype beasts because they think that um, a certain type of content is what's going to connect with their audience instead of trying to curate stuff. So sure, you know, there is the 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 model of like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But also if you build it, they will come, right? So brands are trying to like fit into these very cookie cutter templates, but that's not how people consume their content. You don't want every single video you look like to be a tasty video. You don't want everything you, you consume to feel the exact same. And so I think that's where brands are going wrong. You're not thinking about your customer first. You're not thinking about, you know, the particular topic that you're putting before them and the best way to consume it. Sometimes it's in the form of a video. Sometimes it's, an, it's a text article. Sometimes you know a billboard in Times Square will do the trick. Whatever the case may be, you have to you know really be thinking about how to put it in front of your audience in a way that will best connect with them. And I think a lot of brands just aren't doing that these days.
0: And I would actually add on, I believe that They if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I believe it is broke, but brands don't realize that it's broke. So Mm -hmm. many brands look at social media as a checkbox. And I can tell from the lack of original content on every single platform. So there's the lazy man's way of doing social media. You create one piece of content, which doesn't even have to be good content, not the compelling stuff. We're just gonna say one piece of content for a social media manager, and they're like, Boom, I'm gonna get my job done today by posting it on Facebook. Yeah. On Twitter and then posting mm-hmm. it on Instagram.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Content is not one size fits all. Um, nowhere in the world is content one size fits all. The way that we consume content on different platforms is is different, right? So when you're on Twitter, you're or Facebook, you're you're more likely to watch a video that's a little bit longer. But if you're on Instagram, even a sixty second video is pushing it. That's the reason we have things like IG stories that even at fifteen seconds, you're kind of tapping out at people's attention spans. So. I mean thinking that you know one piece of content can fit everywhere and it gets your job done and like you said check something off is is just such a backwards way of looking at things
0: and I think that we're giving some brands too much credit because you just said video
1: Mm -hmm. and I
0: believe that the majority of brands also aren't doing video yeah crazy thing is the way that you and I and the majority of the world consumes things. Now, video should be first. Mm -hmm. We're watching more video. It gets higher engagement. It gets higher reach, like everything about it. Despite that brands are like, well, I can't create a video because I'm a brand. Yeah. Why why is that misconception there? and, And why are brands not thinking like publishers? It's something that I've never understood that the publishing model the difficulty they have is monetizing, but when mm-hmm. you flip it around to a brand, their problem isn't monetizing because they're already selling something. This is right. just great marketing, so they should go all in on saying we're going to create the best content across the board because we don't have to. We don't have to live off of advertising revenue.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I think the fear just comes. The reason that they're not doing it comes from a place of fear. I mean, it, it's kind of. Um, it is sort of this territory, I don't want to say it's the Wild West right now, but video very much so is is being figured out, um, especially when it comes to the way it's being consumed digitally. So I can imagine that a lot of the bigger brands are are shying away from it because, um, you know, they don't want to do it incorrectly. We've seen a lot of brands try things and it not go so well. Um, but, and, and you don't want to be one of those brands, but at the same time, like video is the way you don't want to read anything anymore. Like we're all millennials. Like I'm, I'm a millennial and I can say like, I love reading my books, but when it comes to the way I consume my video, I can guarantee you that I'm going to watch a 45 second video before I skim through an article.
0: It kills me inside and you're correct that they don't want to be wrong at video. Yeah. And, One of the beauties of social media and content is the ability to be authentic and to be okay with failing because that's what makes us love brands is I'm not expecting everything to be Hollywood quality perfect, which Mm -hmm. is I'll then go to Instagram stories. I feel like this is another opportunity where brands are really failing and I think brands don't have a heartbeat and a face and a voice. It's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much because you can now connect a voice and a heartbeat to the brand and Instagram stories is there and it's so wonderful because I see how I consume it from a consumer standpoint and I don't understand why brands aren't doing the exact same thing
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, an IG story is 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 such a fun way, in my opinion, and also some of the lowest hanging fruit to ways of, of connecting with your audience. It's 15 seconds. It, it usually is very beautiful, but it doesn't always have to be very beautiful. And with the way that IG has it set up, you can have a direct call to action to swipe up and go directly to your hero piece of content, whether it be a longer video or, um, you know, a page to buy something or a page to read something, whatever the case may be may be. It is so easy. I feel like the platforms are almost giving us the answers, but so many of us want to fight against it because we think that we have that secret sauce and we know what's worked for us in the past, so it has to work for us now. But as these platforms update themselves, our audience is going to update the way that they consume their content. And if we don't keep up with it, then ultimately you're not going to last in this environment as harsh as that may sound.
0: And of course, and the consumers will go find a brand for somebody who does do it. Mm
1: -hmm. If you don't speak my language, I know that there's someone out there who will.
0: Exactly. So let's get to the next thing is challenges that you face in one difficulty is why should you care about the content that we produce? (laughs)
1: Uh, What a great question. I think you know, right now we are living in a very oversaturated environment, right? Like everybody is talking about the same few things over and over again. Specifically at Complex, the thing that I really enjoy about what we do here is that we've remained pretty authentic in everything that we've done and we've told it with a voice that resonates well with our audience. So we are a group of millennial 20, 30 somethings who are speaking to that same demographic. And so everything that we're we're talking about, that we're writing about, that we're producing, it resonates with who we want it to resonate with. And I think that's something that not a lot of publishers and not a lot of brands are doing. You have people who are out of touch with whatever the topic may be, whether it be something sports related, and you have someone who, you know, doesn't really care about sports, or whether it be about you know, hip hop culture and you don't have a single person who consumes hip hop in the room. That, that begins to be problematic. You can get away with it for so long, but overall, if you're not speaking in the way, in the same tone as your audience, it's going to come across as inauthentic. And it's just, it's not going to work. So, you know, one of the challenges we have here is how do we remain true to our voice? Um, Specifically, our audience has gotten younger and younger I'm, I'm speaking in terms of complex our audience has definitely gotten a lot younger than I think we even realize sometimes so you know how do we balance that um, really fine line of giving them the content that we know they should care about but then the content that they want to read about um, and honestly we're working through it every single day
0: Well there might not be a perfect answer for this. So I listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast and he, he covers a wide variety of things.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he says that any given piece of content may only be for 10% of his audience. Yeah. That's okay. Because it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It can't always be everything to everyone, even though there's a certain standard that people do expect. So, uh, is it okay for you guys to say, all right, well, we know that there's gonna be an element of new school versus old schoolness out of it. Does it then just come down to the analytics of it? So when you start looking at the, the results and if all of a sudden uh, there's more stuff on Lil Yachty than there is on Biggie, not, not that we want to, I mean, just hypothetically.
1: I mean, there is, there is. <laughs>
0: then all of a sudden you're like, well, this is what the numbers are telling us even though you guys are ingrained in hip hop culture Mm -hmm. And it's part of your roots. So you could obviously sprinkle it in there, but the audience is telling you, listen, we want more of the new stuff than we want the old school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it happens literally all the time. Like we will do a piece of content. We actually, um, we did a piece of content not too long ago with, uh, with Allen Iverson. And uh, he is a goat. It, it goes without saying. It's, it, he, is, he has transformed the game that he played. He transformed parts of culture. He's just, he's amazing. And um, we thought it would do a little bit, it didn't perform poorly, but we thought that it would completely, sp- like, make the biggest splash ever with our audience. And they're like, oh, yeah, AI, we get it. Okay. But then when we did something with a little Yachty or with a little Uzi-ver, Um, we'll see those numbers absolutely skyrocket. And that's when we kind of have to be real with ourselves and say, you know, we can talk to this older audience because there will always be an audience for that. But that audience for the younger generation, that younger generation's audience is the one that we kind of have to cater to a little bit more now. So also that flexibility, um, which Complex is very good at. Complex is pretty good at being flexible.
0: And with wrapping all of this up, I Mm -hmm. think one thing that. Uh, I wish there was more of in the industry is accountability. So mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is you're like, man, we thought this was going to absolutely crush. It didn't do as well, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. And at least you guys are aware enough of this. Mm-hmm. We're saying this is what the market is telling us when I feel like one area when where a lot of brands and marketers are failing at is checking the box off or pushing their agenda. And I'm not the most analytics driven like I'm not going to just start talking data with you but I understand the metrics are going to be the metrics and I wish that it was something where uh the accountability starts at the top and I think that's where the biggest flaw in this entire system is is a lot of the people making the decisions aren't the ones who actually understand what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it happens literally on everything from like a simple tweet that goes out to an entire series that gets greenlit, right? Like you're not, I, a lot of brands, and I think that like every brand in the world is guilty of this, the one that I work at, the one that I will work at in the future, whatever. Like I think everyone is a little bit guilty of this. We, we like to um, really we like to make the groups of people who make the decisions very small because we're afraid to like ask other people for their opinions but i think as time progresses we're going to realize that we have to offer seats to the ta- at the table to people who are younger than us and people who are just getting started because their opinions are starting to be more valued than than the older people there's definitely something to be said you know for putting in your time and putting your head down and doing the work but um, ultimately, the ones with the spending power, the ones who are spending the most amount of time in front of their TV screens and phone screens and computer screens are the younger people. So we have to invite them and we have to, you know, allow them to kind of call us on our bullshit when we have it sometimes so that we don't waste our time spinning our wheels on something that ultimately won't be that successful. Um, and success is obviously, you know, it's on a scale and it it there is would be difficult to say something is successful and something else isn't successful um, because it's so relative to a person. But ultimately, if we want to work on things that will have impact and meaning for a time to come, we have to invite these younger people, which I think something like a place like Complex does really well. I am, you know, considerably young for my age, but I do have a more, um, not a leadership role, but I do have a higher role at Complex, I would say. And I think that that's part of like what makes the stuff I work on connect and resonate with me so much because I am being a part of these conversations and I'm hearing these leaders of my company say things and I'm like, Oh, but let's actually talk about this for a second. I think that actually this is a really good point and they'll listen to you. And I think when more brands start to do that, they'll start to see more success with the content that they're producing.
0: So I think it would be in, in, An integrated mix where you say, listen, we don't need an intern running all of our social media marketing, which Mm -hmm. is what unfortunately happens in a large majority of the industry. You say, listen, that's not where their best value is. Mm -hmm. Their best value may be on the pulse of social media. Mm -hmm. Listen, this is how we consume things. Then the higher or more experienced people say, great, based on that insight, we're going to put together these strategies and the execution points on top of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's exactly where we should be. Uh, where we should be heading towards. It's, I mean, everyone has opinions. Everyone is able to to give their input on things. And if we just discredit somebody because of their age or because of their lack of experience, then you know we're just going to be stuck in the same cycles we have been for a very long time.
0: Well, I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. Where can people connect with you?
1: On Twitter at Bathena b o t h a i n a a and on LinkedIn.
0: And she is a fantastic follow on Twitter. She loves <laughs> some sports and hip hop. And I dig following you. Thank you I very do. much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been fun.
0: Before we go, go to RobCressy.com to sign up for my newsletter to get content creation tips to help your business. That's it. That's all,